Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Another give to Murray! And right down Broadway! And into the end zone! Big Latavius! In for a three-yard touchdown run. And finally, the drought is broken here after another lull of play by the offense. And the Bills have a chance to tie it here at 15 on the extra point. Latavius Murray in close goal line situation. The Bills were two for two in the red zone. Denver two for three. Bills got the one stop. Uh, but the Bills go two for two in the red zone. Red zone stats brought to you by Tops Friendly Market. Rush to the Tops Red Zone for winning savings. 8030550 is the phone number. We continue to react. React Bills fall 24 to 22 to Denver. And they're talking about it now on first take. Is the Bills championship window closed? And it is harder. It's becoming harder and harder to argue. That it's still open. At least for this season. It's getting hard to argue that it's open. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Steve in Virginia's next up. Hey, Steve. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call today. Sure thing. Hey, I'm just going to ask you things. I mean, I know um, I just want to say off the bat, I'm like, you know, I've been uh, a fan since 1980. I've seen so many Billsy moments over the years. Mm -hmm. And since McDermott's been around, um, I mean, 13 seconds, obviously, the worst I've seen in team history. And then last night, definitely right up there. I mean, that just blows my mind, you know. But um, with McDermott, um, it just seems like he's just, like, shackling you know, Allen, because I, I think, you know, he has Dorsey. He's like, hey, we don't want him running. We don't want him scrambling, be more of a pocket passer, and we want this to be more of a well-balanced offense. And it kind of reminds me of years ago when Dick Geron was the head coach. He did the same thing with, with Turk Schoner. He didn't want all this motion. He wanted, like, a more, like, Pop Warner offense. And it just seems like that's what McDermott has been doing as an instructed Dorsey to do. You know, teams have figured out Dorsey's offense. They did it last year, um, Green Bay, as early as the Green Bay game last year. They've done it again this year. Dorsey can't counter, and I said, I think he's being, um, you know, shackled by it. And then I also, another topic is, I don't know if this is on Bean or, or it's McDermott or a combination of both, but it just seems like they've invested so much assets on the defense, whether it be high-priced, you know, like first-round pick, first or second-round picks, High-priced free agents, but on offense, we use one number one for a first-round pick for Diggs to trade for him, mm-hmm. but a two for Cook, 
another like um, also two third round picks for running backs, but then the rest of the wide receivers like fourth round or lower, and they bring in these low mirror-tipped guys. So like, just want to get your opinion. Is that more of a Bean thing, McDermott, or, or both? And I said just the, the lack of the assets yeah. on offense is just it's baffling. I just want to get your thoughts on all that. Thanks, Steve. Well, specifically a wide receiver. Like, they have – you mentioned all the running back assets they've poured into it. And they spent a first-round pick on Dalton Kincaid. They spent a third-round pick on Dawson Knox. And what at the time was a top-five tight end contract on Dawson Knox. And now the line. Like, the line was something that they went cheap with for a while, but now look at it. Second round pick, Deion Dawkins. Connor McGovern was the biggest contract they gave out last offseason. Mitch Morris at the time was the most expensive center in league history. Osiris Torrance was a second round pick. Spencer Brown's the the the, the least expensive asset, and he's a third. So, it's really only wide receiver. Which is the most frustrating part of it. Like, that is the position I would want a team investing the most in after quarterback. And this team so far has put just the first into digs, and that's it. I I remember, you know, maybe he jinxed himself. I remember when Brandon Bean said after losing to the Bengals in the playoffs last year that, well, everyone would love to have, you know, a Jamar Chase. He was getting asked about the Bengals receiving core and, like, can you replicate that? And he said, well, everybody would love to have a Jamar Chase, but I don't want to be bad enough to be picking that high. One, kind of funny, because they're kind of on their way to being bad enough to pick a Jamar Chase that high. They probably won't get that high. But two, my thought on that was always, you you have Chase. You've got Diggs. You've already accomplished that. Where's your T. Higgins? Where's your T. Higgins? Who was a second-round pick? You can find that guy. Christian Watson was an early second-round pick. You could have picked him eight picks higher than he went in the first round instead of Kyrie Elam. You could have traded up in the second round the same year and got George Pickens if you wanted. There were moves to be made. I I do believe that that's very impactful. I do believe... like I don't think Gabe Davis is a bad player. But I think on a good team, on a great team... Like the Bills are supposed to be. He's the he's a number three wide receiver. He's better than the number four receiver that he used to be when John Brown and Emmanuel Sanders were playing over him. I, I think he's better than that. I think he was good enough. He's a good enough player to be one of your top three. But is he good enough to be your number two? And I feel like we've got two years of sample size that say the answer to that question is no. You can do better. Can you do worse? Sure. Look at Kansas City. You could do worse. I'm not saying you can't, but you can do better. You should want to do better. Everything is easier. Things would be easier for the coordinator. We had a caller last segment that maybe he's right, referenced that Deontay Hardy did not run a good route on the Allen pick, and then he needed to drive the safety to the inside, and he didn't, and he ran it to the outside. Donut route, he called it. I'd have to watch it back. I did, or actually I did watch it back, and I kind of see what he's talking about. So, okay, let's say that that's right. If you had drafted Christian Watson last year, does he run that route better? He's a better overall receiver. Maybe he does. Things are easier for Dorsey if you have guys that can separate on their own and not have to scheme guys open consistently. And Diggs, again, is like the only guy that does that. Thanks, Steve, for the call. 
I man, I want to see them invest in receiver. And I'm afraid they won't. I'm afraid that that, that that ship has sailed. That they are going to see Dalton Kincaid. And I love Dalton Kincaid. He's going to be a great tight end in this league, I think, for a long time. But he's not a wide receiver. He is not a wide receiver. He does not run a full route tree. He does not line up on the outside and get open. It doesn't happen. So, you need a receiver, but look at some of the holes that they're going to have. Look at the defense, the injuries. I, I'm skeptical that that's going to happen. 803-0550, let's go to Chris and Jamestown. Hey, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, I, think, I think a lot of us just have PTSD from the drought, and so we're afraid sure. to maybe move on from McDermott because he broke the drought. But, I mean, the Broncos fired John Fox, and he went to the Super Bowl, and they were winning 12 games a year. The Eagles won their first ever Super Bowl with Peterson. They fired him, and look at how they, they rebounded with Sirianni real quick. I just think the team's moving in the wrong direction now, and we can appreciate what McDermott did, but he's never going to give us over, over the hump. We blew a 16-point lead against Houston. The 13 seconds is just a joke. And then last year, it was embarrassing in that Cincinnati game. And everything yeah. ultimately falls on him. Um, I don't think he's holding Allen accountable. Um it's just yeah. it's just bad, you know. The sky's falling right now, and I think it's time for that change. Th- thanks for the call, Chris. That's a question that I often wonder about that I don't know that we'll ever get a, a good, honest answer to. Does he hold Allen accountable? That I, I wonder. Allen, man, I, I have these, these questions about Allen, and they're probably stupid, but... Last night I tweeted it, half kidding. I do honestly wonder if he, him not eating on game days impacts his play. I mean, again, it's dumb, but like they've kind of done this to us, right? Where you have to wonder about all these, these stupid little things. Like, maybe this is it. Maybe this is it. Because it's hard to explain. And one thing I, <laughs> I did think about it. Like, Allen drops that ball before it gets to James Cook. Allen just kind of... You know, has a brain fart and throws that pick where he's gunning for Deontay Hardy. Again, the same pick he's thrown like five times. And I I did think, like, this guy just says he doesn't eat on game days. And he pukes before games. I don't know. Go the whole day without eating. Tell me you wouldn't lose focus at whatever you're doing. Right? Like, I, again, like, I'm, kind, I'm being facetious a little bit, but I don't know. There was weird comments he was making in the offseason and podcasts about workout regimens and just like, I, I don't know. Again, this is all complete re- reckless spec- speculation and it could be completely nothing. But yeah, I wonder about it. I wonder how much they hold the quarterback accountable. We're going through it a little bit right now, right? Like he's better out under center, but he likes playing in the shotgun. So what do they do? They play in the shotgun. Yesterday, look at the numbers, shotgun versus under center. And Allen went four for four for 61 yards and a touchdown under center. He went 11 for 21 for 116 yards and two interceptions from the shotgun. It's not even close. He almost had, he had more than, he had almost half as many yards. In fact, he had more than half as many yards on four attempts from under center than 21 from the shotgun. But what they do all night? They played from the shotgun because, right, don't we think that's what the quarterback wants? 
That's another one. I referenced in week one. I don't know how many examples of this you have since then, but McDermott was shown on camera. Remember this? McDermott was shown on camera after Allen tried to stay in bounds and get extra yardage. McDermott on camera pointing to his temple going, be smart, be smart, yelling at Allen. And then the next drive, the next opportunity to be smart, Allen on a a third and seven, five yards away from the first down marker, tried to jump over three New York Jets. I mean, come on. Maybe he's just, it's uncontrollable, I don't know. That's the one thing I have a question about. But again, like I don't even really know that. I'm just I'm wondering. I'm trying to figure out what what's happening with this offense. Why does Allen throw picks like this? Where there's just there's no chance, man. There's no chance. That route all year it's not working. They're baiting you into it. They the defense wants Allen to throw that pass. They want Allen to think that that receiver is going to open up and that all he's going to do all he's got to do is that he's capable of making a Superman throw where he laser beams it between a safety and a corner in the open zone. And the defenses all year have been baiting him into it, and he continues to take the bait. And next week against the Jets, I mean, Jordan Whitehead, the safety for the Jets, got him on that route in week one. Isn't Jordan Whitehead watching that game last night going, oh, I'm going to get him on that next week. I'll get him. And there might be... Again, this is something where I don't even know how much the coaching staff can do. How could Ken Dorsey not be watching that on film with Josh Allen and say, Josh, you can't make this throw. You can't make this throw. He's probably been telling him that all year. But Allen, he thinks he's Superman, right? And a lot of times he is. Maybe most of the time he is. But some things Superman even can't do. That's one of them. That route might be his kryptonite right now. 8030550, Josh in LA is next. What's up, Josh? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I'm going to run through some things, and those are very good points about Allen. Um, I'm concerned about how he talks to the press, and I think as a captain, the coach needs to tell him to be a man. All right, the coach has got to go. Hey, and the whole staff, his, his Dorsey and McDermott got to go. This team is checked out psychologically. I can see it in their face. They know they're not good enough to get anything done this year. I think they're checked out. I'll run through some things real quick, and I'll listen to your comments. I'm glad the running game is better. I think the offensive line is solid. Wide receiver after Stephon Diggs is a a complete mess. I don't know if that's coaching or what it is, but it's a mess beyond Diggs. Special teams, Marv Levy always said, special teams is 35% of the game. You've got to get that right. You can't allow these kind of runbacks. Um, and then the defense, I think, considering the injuries, uh, I think they've played very, very well. And when it, when it comes back to coaching, I do wonder about why Vaughn Miller's not on the field for that uh, final drive. And I, I often wonder why I don't see A.J. Epinesa more. And uh, Taron uh, Johnson makes some very big mistakes at big times, even after he made some very big plays. So, to me, bottom line, uh, get your quarterback in line. Because it's going to be if you if if you didn't have Josh Allen, you would spend twenty years trying to replace Josh Allen. So get rid of the coach, get a new mindset, and I'll listen to your comments. Thanks for the call, Josh. What do I want to, what do I want to take from that? 
got distracted because Trayvon Diggs is tweeting about uh, Stephon Diggs. Again, Trayvon Diggs has tweeted, let's not forget he didn't start going off till bro got there. All right. The Diggs brother. He is uh, he's lighting a fire that I'm sure people that are looking for clicks today and looking for content are going to, going to grab onto. I don't mean to run past all your comments there. I mean, on the coaching staff, I mean, you're try- if you're firing everybody, I wonder who your coach is the rest of the year. Um, I'm ready to see Dorsey go. I'm in agreement there. I'm not ready to see McDermott go. But I wouldn't tell you I'm that far off. I just, I just don't, again, I don't think it's going to happen. So, kind of a moot point. What else did he talk about? Either way, I, I want to get to... Diggs for just a second here because Trayvon Diggs is tweeting about him and I'm not thinking about Diggs wanting out but I I have thought about what Stefan Diggs reaction is to this season and not because he should even be different than anybody else but hey he is right like he he was the guy that didn't show up to day one of minicamp he was the guy that wanted to, he needed questions answered and I tweeted this last night like we spent so much time trying to f- to pin down what specifically is Diggs either upset about or what is he questioning when really like he was onto it right like he knew saw there's a t-shirt company making Diggs was right t-shirts today we don't even know what he was right about but we know you know, enough from what he said to the media when he showed up to training camp and reading between the lines. We know enough to know he felt this team was headed in the wrong direction and he and he needed to know why. And he needed assurance that that was going to stop. And then the season started. Right? Then the season started. And... I said this when Diggs showed up to camp um, in the offseason. We can put this all to bed until after the year. And then after the year, yeah, I'm going to wonder. Because that dude is as competitive as anyone in this league. And probably more so than anybody even on the team. And maybe sometimes even to a fault that he is obsessive about winning. And does he settle for this? I mean, I imagine he's one of the more fiery guys in that locker room right now. And that's not for me to say that he's asking out or that he's giving up on it. I just I just wonder the next time we hear from him and what his reaction will be after the season. I'm just going to be interested in it. Because he is, he's different. He's built different. He acts different. And again, not saying that in a negative connotation. I like it. I think it's a positive in a lot of situations. But it makes me want to kind of track his vibes, you know, more than, than the average player. Um, and all that being said, like, Trayvon Diggs is tweeting about him. Stephon Diggs has made no indication, has not really done anything of the like since since minicamp. 803 let's go to Dakota in West Seneca. Hey, Dakota. Hey, how are you? Good. Uh, first time, long time. Thanks for taking my call here. Sure. So, that's exactly what I'm calling about is the guy, the only guy that I see showing up week in and week out is Stefan Diggs. Um, I don't, I, I want to hear what you think. Do you think he's going to stick with us to, if we do change an OC, if we do do a coaching change, I mean, he came here for a ring. 
two or three years ago. Hey, hey, Dakota, I got to break in. I got to break in because um, I just want to triple check that this is correct, and it is. All right, we have breaking news. The Bills have fired offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. Adam Schefter is reporting per sources. Again, I am triple checking. It's the world of Twitter. I got a blue check mark. I got 10 million followers. I got Adam Schefter. And he is also reporting that Joe Brady, who we've talked about extensively, former Panthers OC, Bills quarterback coach, will be the new interim offensive coordinator. There you go. We, I, I led the show with it, right? Like, I, again, sorry, Dakota, to break in there. I said at the beginning of the show that if we get any news, we're going to get it to you immediately. And in the new world of social media, I wanted to take like 30 seconds to just confirm it. Um, even now. Like, I, I did all the homework, right? And I'm still, like, a little nervous. So, like, I got, got Elon's Twitter, man. Um, no, it's official. Not official, but it's it's all the Bills beat reporters are picking up on it as well. There we go. Ken Dorsey has been fired. Wow. I mean, I'm not that surprised. I did I've said how many times on the air this morning that I think it can happen. I think I think it's going to happen. I said I went to bed last night after listening to McDermott thinking they're going to make a change. And they've done it. Little bit to know on Joe Brady, by the way. Joe Brady was the Panthers offensive coordinator for a year and a half. He was before that the passing game coordinator at LSU when Joe when uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and that team was like unbelievable. Um and then when he went to Carolina, Teddy Bridgewater was his quarterback. He had some decent success throwing the ball and then got fired second uh, in his second year halfway through and the story reads on that that Matt Rule the then Panthers coach Basically told him to start running the ball more, and he didn't. So, that's a little uh, a little summary on uh, Joe Brady leading up to this point. Young, 34 years old, was a hot shot, up-and-coming coordinator, and we'll see. I think this is good because now the Bills get, what, seven games? What are they, they're 5-5? Five and five? They have seven games. This is a, This is a test run. This is, a, this is a test drive with Joe Brady as your OC. So now, rather than wait till the end of the year, let Dorsey finish out the campaign, and then if you want to move on, think, well, let's try Joe Brady. That could work. Now you, you'll have some information. It won't be entirely his offense because I don't think you can just install a brand new offense midway through the year, but the, this will be a different play caller. And whatever information you can get, I do believe that this will be good because I can't see the offense getting worse. I can't. I can't. I don't think it can get worse than this. So, all right, if I've got a floor built in, and this guy's called plays before, it's not like you're just throwing a nobody in there. And on top of that, now I get a seven-game look at a potential riser as an offensive coordinator. I can make a decision based on that. If the next seven games look the same as they have the last six, then I'm tr- I'm going out of house, right? I'm trying something else. But if it goes well, like he he can earn it. I think he can really earn it here. All right, all right. We're turning. I mean, this could be both your reaction to the Bills losing to Denver last night. But we're gonna in the last half hour here really uh, turn the page to your reaction to Ken Dorsey being fired. The first Bills coordinator fired midseason since 
Greg Roman by Rex Ryan. 8030550 is the phone number. If you're on hold, stay there. We'll get to you. And we got a couple open phone lines to get to. We'll do that right when we come back. Jody Biasi, it is the Extra Point Show here on WGR. Presented by Catholic Health, Catholic Health, the right way to care. By Northwest Bank, for what's next, get started at northwest.com. And by Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed Delivers. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Sal Capaccio. 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 On WGR. The Extra Point Show rolls along. Jody Biasi here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Presented by Catholic Health, Catholic Health, the right way to care, by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. And by Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed delivers. He's in and his off day, for good reason, Sal Capaccio. On the Wesser hotline, I guess, technically. Um, but the Bills, if you missed it, yeah. we had the breaking news for you in the last segment. They have officially now, not... Adam Schefter reported it first, and now it is official. The Bills have relieved Ken Dorsey of his duties as offensive coordinator. And quarterback coach Joe Brady is now interim offensive coordinator. Joe Brady. Hi, Sal. Stunning? Um, I would say more on the stunning side than, like, I'm not completely shocked. But I think that, well, how, how would I want to phrase this? I thought a change of some sort was coming today, as we alluded to, whether that was a an assistant coach, a special teams coordinator, Ken Dorsey. But to me, Joe, like this is not a move the Bills normally make. This is not something this organization typically does under this ownership um, and mm-hmm. under this regime, I should say, with Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, is make changes during the season like this. And they haven't had a lot of good reason to do that. They've been pretty successful, right? Yep. Um, so from that standpoint, I felt – this was probably going to happen in the offseason if it was going to happen. After last night, though, I think everything was on the table. That's kind of where I'm at. So it wasn't – I'm not stunned after last night. I'm surprised just in the big picture of how this organization normally operates. Sean McDermott was mad last night. He was mad. He 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 came to the podium and he said – somebody asked about drastic changes. He would not 
say, I'm not going to make drastic changes. He actually said, I need some time. I'm obviously not happy right now. Yep. Let's. Uh, we've had some people waiting on hold, so let's get them into on the uh, reaction for Ken Dorsey being fired by the Bills and the Bills falling twenty-four to twenty-two last night to the Broncos. They're now five and five on the season, out of a playoff spot. Kathy in Florida is next up. Hey, Kathy. Hi. How are you? Good. So excited. Thanks for calling. Ken Dorsey is gone. So excited. I wish they had done it a week ago, and then maybe last night's results would have been a little different because last night was horrific. And yeah. I have to say, I'm still reeling in laughter over that kid who called and said he was, uh, you know, a fan his whole life, almost 30 years old. I'm like, I have oil over 25 years on you. I remember two and 12s. I remember riding my bike to yep. hang out on the, the, the fence in, 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 in Fredonia get to get my autographs. I remember shoveling out the stadium so I could get free tickets to the playoffs. I mean, I've done it all. Yeah. And I have always been a Bills fan and will always be a Bills fan. And um, I am all for Josh, you know, all for McDermott. Um, I'm, I'm saying, you know, trust the process. I'm still with him. And I'm with I'm with Josh, and I think he, he can do fabulous. And I am so excited that we have some glimmer of hope for the rest of the season. Yeah, thank, th- thanks. Too late, but. Thanks, Kathy. Uh, yeah, she threw that in the end sale. Like, I, I'm getting a lot of that too from like friends or like social media. Like, maybe this came too late. And I, I don't know about that. Like, I think you know. Again, you said they they probably didn't. Probably they, of course, did not want to have to get to this point, mm. middle of the season, where they're relieving their offensive coordinator. But desperate times come from desperate. I just butchered it. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I mean, is that basically what we have here? Yeah, I guess so, right? I mean, like you, it's something typically they don't do, but these are desperate times. They're five and five. They're fighting for their playoff lives now, and I think you know we all know how this goes, right? Like, I look. There's a there's a large population of the fan base that is very happy to wanted this for a while. We know that because the office just has seemed like it's broken. There's something wrong. It's not working. Well, I mean, I even read Dan Orlovsky this morning again yeah. tweet. They're schematically just they don't you know what what did he write? Something there's something schematically wrong with them. So that's right, okay. Then you have I literally have other people like texting me this morning after this, like in the last five minutes, saying, "Wait a minute, last night was not Ken Dorsey's fault, right?" Like things like that. But it's not about last night. So where last night comes into play is after last night. I think something had to happen somewhere along the line. So you take in the big picture. You have Josh freaking Allen. You have Stephon Diggs. You have an offensive line that has not missed a game this year amongst the five of them. You used your first-round pick on Dalton Kincaid. You used your second-round pick on Osiris Torrance. James, you have James Cook. You signed free agents. Yep. And they're bad on offense right now as far as scoring points. They can't score points. They kick it out of their own way. They make really, really little critical mistakes. So this... This firing is not about last night. Last night's not Ken Dorsey's fault, but the offense overall goes back to Ken Dorsey. Yep. So that's why we're here today, right? I mean, yeah. yeah you're not going to say, oh, well, they, they lost last night. you got to fire Ken Dorsey. It's his fault. Look, I think Matthew Smiley last night is more responsible for uh, some of the bad things that happened last night. Than Ken Dorsey is. I think the players on offense are more responsible. But Ken Dorsey oversees this offense that has – 
completely struggled to do what it's supposed to do over the last six weeks. 8030550 is the phone number. Let's continue to get connected with our fans. Bruce in North Tonawanda is next. Hey, Bruce. Hey, gentlemen. How are you today? Good. I think that uh, the firing of Dorsey falls squarely on the the, the coach itself. Um, it's a cop-out move, quite frankly. He's trying to save his own seat 13 seconds, 12 men on the field. Um, that's all him. He's running the defense. And quite frankly, that defense played its tail off. But the little X's and O's that, that this coach keeps missing puts him on a hot seat, quite frankly. And I think at the end of the year, if he doesn't get this thing straightened out, he's on. he, he, he might be done as well. That's all I have to say. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you. Thanks, Bruce. Well, to say that, to say that would mean that you think that Terry Pagula would fire Sean McDermott at the end of this year. I'm not here to tell you it can't happen. I think it's highly unlikely it would happen. I think I think this organization, this ownership, is not going to do something like that. It can happen. I, I look, I mean, we've seen things happen like that before. Mm-hmm. I just think as I sit here right now, where they've been, what they've had with this coach, with the success they've had, and you can call until the cows come home and say, oh, my God, he's feeling the heat. I No, I, I agree that. Like, there's a lot of pressure. But to say he'll be on the hot seat and he's trying to save his own job would basically mean you think Terry Pagula would make that move. As I sit here, Joe, right now, maybe you disagree. I just don't see that on the table right now. No, I agree with you. I, I, don't, I, I struggle with that because I do think callers and fans are – in the right to some degree to wonder about it and start the conversation about it. But it's a struggle for me because I think, especially if they miss the playoffs and that looks more and more likely at this point, then the line is just going to get even longer to have that conversation. And I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of fans are going to feel like they're banging their head against a wall because I think what they're going to be met with, and I'm going to be one of the people doing it is I just don't think they're ever going to do it. I mean, not ever, but I just I don't think we're close to it, so I, I think that could be coming. Um, on before we get to more call sale, so Joe Brady now steps in for yeah. what'll be seven games here, and I mean, one of the things I like about it is if the writing was on the wall, or if they were headed for a different offensive coordinator next season, no matter what then I guess I do like the idea of getting seven games of information on a guy that would have been one of the leading candidates to be your next offensive coordinator. Yeah, that's right. He'll audition for the job, it appears, right? I think that's what happens here now. He'll audition for the job, and look, they, they can they can still make the playoffs. I mean, it's highly unlikely right now, given where they sit, given their schedule. I get that. Um, but I think this is a move you make to, you know, you're not just trying to, okay, we're getting towards the end of the year, we're going to make a move and, you know, start the search now. This is a move you make to see if you can actually light a spark. It's a move you make to see that you can actually get something going. And at the same, in the meantime, you evaluate Joe Brady in that position. Uh, he has called plays before. He was an offensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers under Matt Rule in 2020 and 2021. Um, of course, he was at LSU. He was in charge of that incredible LSU team, the offense they had back in 2019. Uh, he was their passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach that year, which is a big reason why he was elevated to offensive coordinator and hired by the Carolina Panthers the following year. But look, that's Joe Burrow. That's Jamar Chase. You know, that's uh, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire maybe, right? I mean, you know what I mean. That's the, This is a lot of talent. So um, it's not like he doesn't have, um, 
He doesn't have experience. He does. So we'll see. This is an audition for Joe Brady for the next seven weeks. But it's also, it's not the typical audition where, hey, we're out of it. We're going to give you three weeks, show what you can do. This is a, we're going to ask you to try and turn this around. And if you can do that, that would be a really, really good audition for you, if you know what I mean. Let's get one more phone call in here before the break. Let's go to Neil in North Carolina. Hey, Neil. Neil's been on hold since before hey. the Dorsey firing. So you've been, you've been listening to it all. <laughs> yes, I have. I appreciate you accepting the call. Um, Sal, totally agree with you with Smiley. Um, it's been an issue the whole year, and he needs to be gone. The situation with Dorsey, um, I was totally against when they picked him. You have a quarterback like Josh Allen. Why would you go with somebody that's inexperienced at being an OC? And also, I wonder if that's part of the issue that Diggs has had all along, that he's not comfortable and happy with the offensive game plan. It's frustrating to him, and... He's not doing what he thinks he's capable of doing. And I don't want to put it all on Dorsey, but you put somebody with zero experience in an OC position with a quarterback like Josh Allen, I had major issues with them doing that. I think they should have went to somebody that had experience, even Brady, but had offensive coordinator experience. He is so predictable that you can watch the defenses and they know exactly what's happening. I'll, uh, I'm loving to hear your feedback. Yeah, listen, I, I mean, I, I get the sentiment, and as I point out many times, they also wanted continuity. They wanted Josh to you know feel comfortable. And, you know, Josh isn't the – you know he doesn't run the organization, right? So he's not going to be the end-all, be-all making decisions. But they made it clear in the offseason that, you know, they wanted Josh to be able to be comfortable and keep the continuity. And Josh felt comfortable with Ken Dorsey. That was the reason he was hired. Now, you're not going to get a ton of experience with, with Joe Brady, but you are. What I do want to caution against here is, look – you put another offensive coordinator in Joe Brady. You can't really change everything about the offense, right? You're not gonna. You got to have the same terminology, kind of a lot of the same system. This is really going to come down to two things: details and how you coach on a day to day basis, and game planning for a game. And that's fine, and that that needs to change, right? So, but it's not like you're getting a whole new offense here, and yep. this is going to be the same terminology and offense they've run because you can't do that here at week 11, just change everything. Right. Maybe you get some differences in play calling, but that's that's what I right. thought earlier too, Sal. Like You're not getting a whole new offensive install in week. Maybe that's they right. could do some of that during the bye, right? But like Sure. But a short week here, 6 days. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not thinking it's going to look like a complete different revolution. And a real quick observation. I did go back a couple weeks ago and watch some of the Panthers stuff from when Brady was the coordinator. Look at you, man. Just wow, just a little you. bit. You know, like should should I be campaigning for this guy? And like I watched it and thought, yeah, it looks fine. Like it's it doesn't look like this revolutionary thing that like McDaniel or Shanahan are doing. Um but like you watched it and thought, yeah, I mean, he got a lot out of Teddy Bridgewater. He had he had three one thousand yard receivers in, in a year and a half with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback. Like again, I don't know how well of a job he did in Carolina. We probably will talk to some Panthers people, I'm sure, in the next couple of days. But um I'm I'm optimistic that this can help. That's where I'm. Well, at. the Panthers' offense didn't have great numbers with him. They that's weren't a right. very good team. That's right. Though. No, that's that's definitely right. All right, Sal. Well, thanks for jumping yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have full coverage all day today. I know you got um, no. Well, one bill's live today. Obviously, show up with the Bulldog will be on. I think I believe um, I know it's Tuesday. I think I'm going to join them a little bit later, so we'll do okay. that as well. So, um, yeah, enjoy enjoy. Uh, you know, the, I guess the last few minutes here. I know you got a um, lot to talk about here. Thanks, so. Al.
Okay. All right. We will take a timeout here. When we come back, if you're on hold, we'll try to fit you in, and then we'll get you over to uh, Sabres Live and then one Bills Live as we roll along. Ken Dorsey fired by the Bills. The Bills are 5-5. Five and five. They fall 24-22 to 22 to Denver here on a Buffalo Bills football Tuesday. This is WGR. Extra Point Show, final segment. I got a, I got an idea. Just in case. Just in case Joe Brady doesn't go well in the next seven games. Josh is already laughing. You might have saw my tweet. Start, uh, start rooting for Carolina to go 1-15. I'm just saying. Carolina is really bad. And their quarterback is not making any steps forward, 1-15. And what you could have, in fact, I think he's one of the leading favorites to be the next coach fired. Frank Reich. Just throwing it out there. If Joe Brady doesn't go well, I I hope he does. And I'm optimistic that it will go well. I like Joe Brady. But if it doesn't, that guy could be available. And, I mean... It's a gimme, right? It's a, it's a layup. Fans will love it. They've been asking for it for how long, this guy, to be a Bills coach. And we know he's a great offensive coordinator. He's done it repeatedly. He was won the Super Bowl with the Eagles with Nick Foles. Um, he's not had the greatest tenure as a head coach, but listen, look who his quarterbacks have been. Carson Wentz and who else? The ancient remains of Phillip Rivers. Um and now Bryce Young. And he's made it pretty clear in the media that he didn't want Bryce Young. And in that this, might lead to him getting fired, by the way. In this far-off hypothetical scenario, yes, would he off. would he take a demotion? Uh, he, he, that, he's not getting another head coach job. He's not going to go Colts head coach, Carolina fired after one year, and then again. I, I don't think he'd get another head coach job. I think for him, timeline-wise, it would be. It'd probably be perfect. All right, that's it for me. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in and sticking with us through uh, the morning here. Sabres live on the way next. Ken Dorsey fired by the Bills. Joe Brady, the interim coordinator, will have more coverage throughout the day here on WGR. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.